What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, where we discuss sports, music, culture, and stuff that you may or may not care about. In this episode, Rodney and myself will be doing a special Would You Be Shocked segment, where we go over the Dream My Green slash Jordan Poole drama, predictions for the 22-23 NBA season, and many other topics. Then we'll discuss our five NBA teams that we find the most confusing and have the most questions about going into the 22-23 NBA season. Then for our music table discussion, we'll touch on the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop and discuss what it means to us, how we were introduced to it, and is hip-hop here to stay? Then we'll give out our weekly awards. So please, kick back and enjoy the show. What up? What's going on, my brother? What's good? What's good? We got NBA action, brother. Emphasis on the action. (laughs) Emphasis on the fantastic. (laughs) Remember those 90s commercials? NBA action is fantastic. (laughs) Indeed, man. Indeed. Been a long, Man, well, it ain't been a long time. That's why we ain't say been a long time. So no, it ain't been. It ain't been that long. It ain't been that long. No. But how are you, man? Oh man, everything's good. Everything's good, man. Um, in a wave of people leaving in our congregation, dude. So, man, that's just what like moving to other states or something. No, other congregations. You know, so now oh. it's about that time to kind of reevaluate these groups, man. You know how that go. I do. I do. <laughs> Holding my breath. It's always somebody who just want everything and everybody and they get their way and they don't they don't care about it. The funny thing and the funny thing is it be those brothers who like be two, three months later, man, my uncle been well supported. Can we can we revisit it? No, we can't revisit it. Like we just gave you everybody you asked for. <laughs> You ain't about to raid my group, um, um, my my pioneers and and, right. and, 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 and uh, supportive people. Yeah, yeah. They want to take everything from me. You know, you want your boy. You, your boy. You want your man. It's your man. <laughs> yeah, man. I need to get like Kirby, Rodney. <laughs> and she went, yo, I shot my. Mother monkey friend. <laughs> no, 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 F at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm honestly I need to get rid of people from my group. Like like and I hope people that's in my group listening to this podcast don't get worried. I ain't talking about you specifically, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, are you? Is this in reference to friends who are just kind of dead weight, or and don't come out? Kind of, because it's kind of like, like uh, we starting to get new publishers on top of that, and we got to put them in the mix too. And a lot of those new publishers are becoming new publishers because of people in our group, in my in my group specifically. So to make room for them, I'm gonna have to move some people out. Oh, I went through that. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to even things out with the groups, because I'm starting to get crowded over here. I'm 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 ready to make some trades. So, you know. Yeah, because you don't want to separate if they say if they're still in a publication, you don't want to separate them from their study conductor. So exactly. they you have to blind them onto the group too. And you know, and then you used to be like, man, I got twenty some people in my group, but who ain't who ain't came out in the past year? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, let me put them somewhere else with a brother that might be able to motivate them. Yeah, because I'll be honest, man. Some brothers, some brothers are are, are can put some positive peer pressure on people because they. I'm not gonna say they're bullies, but they just, you know, they got a personality. If they don't see you, they are gonna keep calling you like, "Hey, we miss you." And my father-in-law is like that. Oh, like, yeah, like, he keep, he got people coming out that you ain't never seen come out. Like they don't come out regularly still, but he'll make sure they come out at least once a month because he'll. He'll call and harass him. Hey, I didn't see you. You know, what's up? You know. Oh, shout out to Pops, man. Yeah, I don't have an enemy to do that. You know what I mean? What whatever switch in his brain that he could flip and just be like, you know, I'm gonna call this person, I'm gonna call that person. You know, like I just Yeah, I don't have that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I'm not the type either. Um I kind of leave that to the shepherding visit. And just kind of hope they, you know, are encouraged by it and make the improvements after that. But I'm not one to be just harp harping on people about going out in the ministry. I'm people gonna do what they want to do. So, right. Well, the thing is, yeah, you could bring it up on the on the shepherding visit. But the thing with the shepherding visit is, like, I might not. I might do a shepherding visit on you once, maybe twice a year, depending on exactly. what's going on. So it's like. You look up and six months then went by and you ain't seen this person and it's like, okay, man, what's up? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, should, should I have reached out to them sooner? Well, clearly I should have reached out to them sooner, but you know, um, I'll, I'll try to at least shoot them a text sometimes, you know? I mean, I, and everybody's on the, I got a, a group text, a group chat for my field service group. So everybody's on it. So everybody's well aware of what's going on, when the CO is coming, when it's a holiday coming up, you know what I mean? Everyone's in the loop, but right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a hassle, man. It's a hassle. I hate doing it, honestly. But um, yeah. we got to make sure that they, they um, you know, nobody just get lost in the shuffle, you know? I got... I do got a couple in my group that I have reached out to and, you know, they just totally did not, like, reply at all, you know, or call back at all or even acknowledge my phone call. So it is what it is, man. I remember talking to a, a SKE couple and uh, they had got transferred to another congregation and um, <laughs> I used to cut the guy's hair. He don't they don't live in Chicago anymore. But uh, I asked, you know, his wife is like super like, like us, her, uh, you know, we could talk to her about hip hop, all that stuff, you know? Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, so she, she like super cool. So we was at a, I think it was a wedding or uh, an anniversary party. I don't know. And they happened to be there. We happened to be sitting at the same table with them. So I was really excited about that because I ain't seen them in a while. So I was just kind of playing catch up, asking her, you know, hey, so how's the new congregation going? And she was like, she's just like every other congregation. You got people that go out and field service. You got people that do go out and field service. You got people that go to the meetings, people that don't go to the meetings. And it was the same thing. 
So I was like, oh, okay, all right. So she just kept it real. Like, you know, ain't no different. You know, it's another congregation, just different people that doing the same thing other congregations do. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man. Human beings are human beings, no matter what culture they come from. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna note small cultural differences, but for the most part, everybody deals with the same stuff, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what it is. It sounds like you just did your own little shout outs. <laughs> yeah, big shout out. Big, yeah, big shout out. That, yeah, yeah, without even having to say as a shout out. Yeah, so. But you, you I, I, I'm, I apologize for stealing the spotlight from no, you. No, 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 not a, no, no offense taken, my brother. <laughs> this is this is an organic conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 pretty much what's what's happening in Burbank. You know, it's a lot of. Uh, I would say by I would say by the time January hit, we'll be at a nice, consistent, like attendance where we ain't got to worry about people leaving yet unless somebody hit us with a surprise so we'll see what happens. okay 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 did y'all did y'all um y'all get the details that for y'all's pioneer uh, annual pioneer meeting no not yet not yet okay, okay. yeah neither did we i, I saw the outline for it but i not yet oh when did they drop the outline uh, I don't know when, but I just happened to just check by accident. Like I was just happened to be, I was looking for something else, and, and I went into document section and I saw the outline. I was like, oh, oh, okay, they must have dropped it recently because I was I was just looking for it not too long ago and didn't see it. Yeah, it's on there. It's on there. Okay, okay, okay. All right, man. I got a couple shout outs. Go ahead, man. Shout out to the brothers who don't want to do nothing but give public talks. Wait a minute, time out. So they don't want to, they don't want to get parts during the program, like during the meetings. No, no, no. They'll they'll do that. Oh, because okay. that, that's an assignment. But like, let's say you need somebody. I don't know to take the group out for field service. Oh man, uh, bro, I, I I I can't I can't do it. I'm getting off work. You know. Now you you get off work at seven in the morning. You can't be around for your group at ten. But you could be at another congregation at 930 on Saturday to give a public talk. <laughs> you know, or or I don't know, let's say we need to train more brothers to do uh, the audio visual, uh, you know, the man, the audio visual desk. No one's going to answer on it. On it. Yeah. But you give him public talk. It, it got so it, it it got so bad, Rodney. Like like our Kobe was like he's been trying to crack down because he's like, you know, I'm looking up at the meetings and and a lot of our elders ain't here. And then I find out after the fact they all somewhere giving a public talk that they didn't even clear through the talk coordinator. You know, so. I'm like, man, who who want to do that? Giving a public talk is stressful, man. Like, you know, <laughs> for some some brothers love the stage, though. Some brothers just love the stage. They like to have eyes on them. But it's like, yeah, te- teaching is part of our duties. But so is so is the preaching work. You know what I mean? Like, don't abandon your group on a regular basis because you all giving a talk somewhere. <laughs> you know how I feel about giving a talk somewhere. I don't have to. <laughs> right, you the watchdog state conductor, so 
But it's like, but ima ima imagine Rodney. Like, I don't, I don't know how your field service group is made up, but imagine like you know you're not going to be around because I don't know you and Danita going to be out of town, or you got to go to a funeral for an old friend, or maybe you even got to work and you call your assistant and it's like, you know, and they're like, well, I got to give a public talk, and you're like, well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that, and. Furthermore, the talk coordinator didn't know that. So, like, <laughs> could you could you please be out to take the lead with the group? <laughs> right, right. And it's only five minutes. Yeah, yeah, five or seven minutes. A, like, you just play a video. You can just play a find a, a two minute video on the on the brand on the website on, on the app and play that. Or you could play one of the, the field service ones where you pause it and they ask the question. Well, yeah, it conducts a meeting for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's but, not hard to conduct a meeting for field service, ladies and gentlemen. It's not, not anymore. And, and, and please, brother, stop, stop. When, whenever we you meet as a congregation, stop assuming that the service overseer is gonna take the lead with the group. Yeah, I do it. I'm always prepared. But like, it'd be nice if somebody else can do it. I remember on uh, what day was that? Was it Labor Day? One of these recent holidays. Uh, we met as a congregation. No, it was the first Saturday of the month, and um, we meet as a congregation on Zoom. And like this particular morning, Rodney, I was in gastronomical distress. Okay. <laughs> I ate something or drank something that was not wait, sitting well. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That computed it late. You said gastronomical <laughs> distress. Gas. Yeah, I was. I was having a gastrointestinal crisis. <laughs> Did a baby come out? <laughs> uh, but dang near. A baby with some soup. Chocolate baby. <laughs> so man having chocolate babies up in here. He likes it in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what he been doing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> who he been with? Um so <laughs> Neil is like, hey, wait, wait, wait. this is this don't look right. <laughs> Needless to say, if I right. So needless to say, it's like, dude, it's like our group meets at 10. It's like 957, 958. I'm still indisposed. So I, I text um no, no, they text the brothers text text in the group circle with amongst the elders. Like, yeah, bro, Ray, you, you taking out the group? And I was like, yeah, I plan to, but I'm, I, I literally said I'm in gastrointestinal distress. So if somebody else could please step up and do it, it would be greatly appreciated. Or you could just wait till whenever I get on. Okay. So, bro, I didn't get off the toilet till like 10.05. And you know, you can't, you can't conduct the meeting for service from the toilet on Zoom. Cause I got my camera on when I conduct the meeting for service. Right. So I finally log on at 10.05. Rodney, what do you think they did? You think you think that somebody... They waited for you. Up? They waited for you. They waited. Yeah, they waited. They waited for me. So it's like, come on, man. Can nobody step up? I told y'all what was up with me. Wow. So, you know, sometimes, man, give your service overseer a break, man. He, sometimes he got stuff going on. He ain't around, like, or, can, or, or physically can't be around or on camera. So please, please be prepared to step up and have something to share with the group in the event that the main brother can't do it. 
Oh man, we ain't got to go through that because you know us having Saturday meetings. We we do have a field service arrangement afterwards, but we had a the brother that's the chairman for the meeting is responsible for taking the group out afterwards. And then okay. Sunday is our day. So, but all the groups meet separately. So I, I I usually formulate a schedule so I don't have to conduct every week. So right, that's what I do too. Except it's the flip side because, as you know, Saturday is our day to go out. Sunday is the day of the meeting. But like, um, but Sunday, I I try the way I scheduled it. I tried to lean more on the brothers who don't have to take the lead on Saturday, so that the other brothers could get trained on how to take the group out. Right. So I try to lean more on those brothers than the brothers who are because. Out of our five group overseers, one of us is the Watchtower study conductor. The other is the service overseer. That's me. The other is the Kobe. Um, the other is, uh, he's got some other position. Who's our other group overseer? Okay, so three of us, three of the five group overseers already have other duties. Mm-hmm. So it's like we got five groups, 12 elders, you know. We be tired, man. We be tired. Stuff be coming yeah. up, man. We got families. Like, so. like these brothers who are assistants or who just don't have a group. Like, you know, make sure that the load is even, man, or at least feels even. Cause right. it'd be it be it'd be wearing brothers out, man. Oh, yeah, man. Like, we need a break. You don't have to always take the group out. Yeah, no. So you know, shout, shout, shout out, shout out to brothers, man, who, need, who might need to step it up. And please, please don't be that brother who wants to point out everything every other brother is not doing or doing incorrectly. But then when it's time to step up and maybe volunteer to do that thing yourself, you never, you never volunteered to do it. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. This is one brother, man. <laughs> He, he counseled me because I was chairing a meeting one day and I told the speaker, please take your love back to whatever congregation you were from. Blah, blah, blah. He flags me down at the meeting. Brother, brother, you're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to say, take your, take your love back to the other congregation. You're not supposed to say it. I'm like, okay, duly noted. I'll remember that for next time. But the same brother, Rodney, if you asked him to chair the meeting, like at a moment's notice, no, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I, I got to know in advance. That's like, but yeah, like any uh, the brothers who are stepping up to the plate, it's like you hypercritical of whatever little thing they did or didn't do. That wears brothers out too. It's like you get to a point, it's like, man, forget it. Right. I thought we were, we still said it because I hear it on the broadcast. You know, when the governing body says, please accept our love or we send you our Christian, warm Christian love. So I just thought at the meetings it was okay to say that too, but apparently I was wrong. So, but whatever, I can take the a, counsel. But yeah. I would take it a lot better if it was coming from a brother who actually did something. Right. <laughs> right. But that's it. That's my that's that's my therapy session. That's my shout out. <laughs> it sounds sound like it, it sounds like he was looking for like he one of them brothers that look for a reason, a little, little you know, just waiting for somebody to mess up so he can. You know, kind of crack his knuckles a little bit and flex. But, you know, 
at least be one of the brothers who are also lightening the load. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no problem with the correction. I have no problem with the counsel. But like, are are you are you helping contribute to help my, make my load lighter, or are you one of the brothers sitting off, you know, sitting on the bench as it were, when I walk in late, and the meeting for service is supposed to have started, you know, and yeah. you ain't stepped up, like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, hopefully, I don't took nobody off with this. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, feel free to edit if you need to. Oh, I will. I will. I will. Yeah. But uh, let's get into this, this NBA, man. Let's get into this NBA. Yes. Yes. Yo, um, we got another segment called uh, Would You Be Shocked If? <laughs> I got a few things. Ian, I'm going to leave the floor to you, man. Let's get right into it, man. Would you be shocked if this was Draymond Green's last year as a warrior? Uh, uh. I'm gonna throw one on top of that one because it's on along the same lines. Uh, I would, I would be shocked if he did stay with the Warriors next year, going into next year. Um, but I don't. <laughs> would you? I got another question. I got a, I got a, a follow up question on, behind that. Would you be shocked if he end up with the Lakers next year? Not at all. It's it's an open secret that like that's where he want to go. What what's up with what's up with all of these like so called I'm, I'm I'm tough, you know I'm I'm a, I'm a enforcer, I'm on this I'm that, you know say all <laughs> say all these horrible things about LeBron James in the past, but now all of a sudden want to play with him. first Patrick Beverly now Draymond Green. I feel like there was somebody else. I can't think of. Uh, before Patrick Beverly, um, was it Stephen? No, it wasn't. When Lance Stevenson, because Lance really didn't say nothing about LeBron. Right, Lance. Just Lance Stevenson just went out there. He just went out there and balled. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He, just and, and, and he showed and proved. Yeah, too close. Right, he showed and proved that he was better than, than LeBron. But I felt like it was somebody else. Um, but whatever. Yeah, I, I don't get it, Rodney. Like. Like, I think, I think Draymond, well, would not think, I know he wants a payday and it's like, bro, like, let's just be objective about this. They got to pay Steph. Next priority is Clay Thompson. You're, you're the third priority at the highest. But wait a minute. There's some other people, some younger cats on the team who, uh, to be quite honest, I'm more talented than you. Who would you rather have on, on the Bulls, Rodney? Draymond Green or Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole. Draymond Green or James Wiseman? James Wiseman. Draymond Green or Kaminga? Kaminga. Draymond Green or Andrew Wiggins? Andrew Wiggins. Okay. So all of a sudden you look up and you got at least four players on the squad who are all, more, just to be quite honest, more talented than you. Cool. And and you, you do bring something very special to the Warriors system. But if you can find players that can like make up for what you do and do more on top of that, and then on top of that, you're 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 possibly messing up the team chemistry and being a locker room cancer, man, bro. Eh, yeah, bro, like they don't need you around no more, man. 
They don't need you around no more. But but you want to be you want to be on a squad that's competitive. So you're gonna say, ah, oh, okay, well, if I ain't gonna be here, then I want to be with the, over here with the Lakers with LeBron. But I don't know, bro. Be careful what you wish for. Cause I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's a that's gonna be the cure all you think it's gonna be. Right. Cause you got the same issue over there. LeBron makes so much money. AD makes so much money. Russ makes so much money. It's like, yeah, how much money do you think you're really gonna get with LA? Sure, they they're willing to go over the uh the luxury tax, but so is the, so is Golden State. That's true. So why screw yourself? This is clown yeah. behavior, man. If this is what the new media is about, then I don't want it. This right, this is clown behavior, man. Everybody want to be like, oh, well, Jordan, Jordan punched Steve Kerr. Everybody thought it was cool. Nobody thought it was cool. Everybody was like, man, Jordan, why you do that? Right. But the difference was there wasn't a there wasn't a video. First of all, we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't match the 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 stories with any any uh, uh, pictures or video. And Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Okay, so. There's that, and you definitely ain't that. You're not even the greatest warrior of all time on your own team. And Michael Jordan didn't have a podcast where he was constantly getting in front of Mike talking about team chemistry and all, all this other stuff and, and 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 reciting all these talking points about what, what makes a team good. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. I mean, and it wasn't like a, a slap or, a, you know what I'm saying? Like... He followed through with that punch. It's like he put his weight into it. He connected. And then after he connected, it looked as if he was trying to stomp him out. Yeah, it was a UFC level, Kane, Minister Society level punch. Except they held him back before he could kick him 100 times in the face. That <laughs> <laughs> <I> goofy dude. <laughs> Why he running like that? In broad daylight. Greg Monroe Jr. This man a thug in every movie, man. <laughs> he played the same role. <laughs> oh, man. Same dude. Yeah. But yeah, Jordan Peele, man. Like, I I remember the, when, the, when it first happened, the reports was, oh, Jordan Peele didn't get hurt by the punch. And it, it, it kind of, you know, made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. And then, man, whoever had it out for Draymond Green in that, in that Warrior staff that leaked that photo or that video, yeah. man, dude. Yeah, yeah. They were like, people was like, well, why would you? Why would you risk your career to sell this stuff to TMZ? It's like, like, do you know how much TMZ pays for videos like that? Like. Like, like they, they didn't risk nothing, bro. This is probably some audio visual dude making 50 grand a year anyway. Yeah. Who got a nice little payday from that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I respect the hustle. I respect the hustle too. I ain't got no problem with it. True. And for them to, for shame on Golden State for, for trying to keep that in house, man. That punch was yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. That punch was bad, bro. Yeah. Like, I know, I know, mean? I know, I know. Ime Yudoka was watching that. Like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Draymond. 
<laughs> Shoot. Everybody can stop talking about me. Shoot. Yeah, man. I got tired. I'm, I mean, personally, I got tired of the Indian Joker stuff. So, yeah. Like, yeah, Draymond, Draymond stole the spotlight. I remember Shan, I was watching, I, I rarely watched Undisputed, but I was watching Shannon Sharp's reaction to the video. And <laughs> Shannon Sharp was like, we can't be teammates after that. We can't look at each other after that. Every time I look at each other, we gonna have to throw these hands. <laughs> uh, he's right, right though, man. He's he right. right. Like, like Jordan Poole gave him a little shove to get him out of his face. That didn't justify, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 a jaw, a, a jaw jammy. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a Kobe Bryant, Chris. Like everybody know, Chris Childs punched Kobe Bryant, right? But Kobe Bryant didn't fall backwards. You know what I mean? It was a two two chin tapper to the face, and then Kobe tried to attack, but you know he kind of hesitated because he knew his teammate was gonna come grab him. Right, he didn't really want to box. He he didn't really want to do that with Childs. So it's like. This was like that was UFC level, man. Like you know, like he was gonna like just go on top of him and just you know in UFC you get knocked out. That ain't it? The refs ain't waving it off. They let the dude get on top of him and punch him some more to make sure he out cold. Yeah, yeah, they savage with it. That I was, no, it was bad, man. It was bad, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Draymond ended up with the Lakers. And honestly. That's gonna be a disaster. I don't. That's not gonna. The Lakers aren't gonna pay this man top dollar. He, you know, he's missed like 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 Poole said, triple single, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, he got benched in the finals. Yeah, yeah. The man got benched in the final. He is declining, dude. He is not the same Draymond Green from 2016. When, when he was yeah. taking people's uh, manhood. He had like one good game in the finals this year. Or this past year. That was it. In the playoffs, overall in the playoffs, he was just okay. He was just there. You know? Yeah. I, 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 like, I don't know how, I don't know how this is going to work. It's, it's going to be an awkward season for the Warriors. Now, would you be shocked if this whole situation kept the Warriors from repeat. No, I would not be shocked at all. I would not be shocked at all. Like, you know, I don't know how the season's going to play out. I mean, I know the Warriors are going to be good. I know they're going to be around the top of the food chain. But, like, I don't know, man. Teams with drama like this don't win championships. They didn't win when they, the year they had to blow up when they had Kevin Durant. I mean, I mean and I understand I was largely due to injuries and stuff like that. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I can't think of a team that had drama in the beginning of the season and then went on to win the championship. That's why the Bucks are still kind of like my favorites right now. Mm-hmm. This, this to me, this greatly increased the chances of the Bucks winning the championship. Because um, every team, not every team, but a lot of the teams that should be at the top of the food chain are dealing with drama. Boston with this M.A. Adoka stuff. Now they got to make do it with an untested assistant coach. Brooklyn with with the circus that you know they're the gift that keeps giving with, with their with their badness. Now Golden State with this Draymond stuff. Um, 
you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, the only teams that really ain't got no drama right now is teams like the Nuggets. You know, right now the Clippers are just trying to feel their way back in with all the people that's coming back. Uh, but they, you know, no drama there. But yeah, it, it, it is going to be tough. I mean, look at the 2004 season when the Lakers had all those weapons with Gary Payton and Carl Malone and they didn't realize what they that they was walking into a huge feud between Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. And yeah. how that ended up. So, wasn't, Carl, wasn't Carl Malone like hitting on people's wives too? Hitting on teammates' yeah, wives? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of craziness. Yeah. Gary Payton and, 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 and Phil Jackson wasn't feeling each other. Like it was it was a lot of drama, man. So, so when you go into a, a season like that, it, it, it's that's tough. Can you imagine if we would have had video footage of PJ Guard Carlissimo getting choked out by Freewell? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would have been a meme. Because <laughs> <laughs> it made been... me think about that. This stuff happens in practices all the time, man. Dudes get into scuffles all the time. I. I would love to see the footage from the Jimmy Butler explosion when he was in Minnesota. Well, no one got hit really there, go but down like the way he said it went down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I love Game of Zones uh, version of that too. I can't even remember what they did. <laughs> they was in the uh, the owner was in the window with Dom Thibodeau. And uh, you know he's got you just so you just see Jimmy Butler just slicing heads, <laughs> and and uh, he looked oh, at Tom Thibodeau and Tom Thibodeau was like, "Oh, I I teach just I teach uh, my players to go hard in practice all the time." Yeah, I vaguely I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, but uh, would you be surprised if West if Westbrook gets traded before the deadline? Not at all. Not at all. They, they, we all know they've been shopping him hard. Like, you know, Jeannie Buss ain't slick. Darvin Ham ain't slick. They're saying all this positive, glowing stuff about Russ in the media because they want to inflate his trade potential and trade value. So, but well, we all know it just, this don't work. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that, that, we ain't, real basketball fans ain't stupid. We, we know, we know y'all are, are, Searching high and low for a Westbrook, a potential Westbrook trade, but the problem is everybody's also like, "Give me them other two picks." Well, along with Westbrook, we're not about to just take a 34-year-old Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. You know, and hand y'all over something. You know, that's going to make y'all a championship team. Like, fortunately, other teams have been playing it smart. Like, nah, we ain't taking just Russ. Give us, give us them other two picks. Yeah, yeah. Did you see what happened yesterday? You talking about with the team huddle where that where Patrick <laughs> Beverly wouldn't let Russ into it? And all this 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 nonsense that was going out about 
Oh, they're Russell and, and Westbrook, uh, Westbrook and, and, and Patrick Beverly. They're friends. They're they're smiling, taking pictures together. They're in the, they're, they're watching <laughs> film together. They're laughing. And they're like Tom and Terry, like you said, uh, <laughs> what'd you say? Like Tom and Jerry, like <laughs> yeah. By the way, the Tom and Jerry com- comparison landed very well. I got a lot of good feedback from that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was that was on point. But look at them again. I mean, he's trying to get the huddle going. He got LeBron coming. He got you know all the other players coming. He like, come on, come on. And what and Westbrook just sitting there. Oh, y'all, now y'all can have that. I'm good over here. Now was it? You can see the way it was reported. I saw it being reported. It was reported as if Patrick Beverly excluded him from the hustle, or I mean from the huddle. No, I looked at that replay dozens of times. Matter of fact, I'm pulling it up right now. And dude, he was trying to wave him into the huddle. And Westbrook wanted no parts of that huddle. Wow. I'm looking at it again. So he's waving everybody. He's waving everybody. Yeah. He said, come here. Come here. Yeah. He said, come here, Russ. And Russ was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm lining up at this free throw line. Dang. By the okay. way, by the way, I noticed something. If I'm a Lakers fan, I'll be worried about those highlights from last night. And and, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give this man the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's trying to play it safe. But Anthony Davis don't look good. You know what? He looks up and down. It's like, cause like, remember he he set out that one game because of back tightness and it was precautionary, quote unquote. But then the next game, he put up, what, 28, 29? Oh, he does that. That's that's his career. That's been his career the last two years. So I don't I don't know if he's just getting to the age where, like, he just cannot sustain that type of performance night in, night out, and just needs the rest. I, I really don't know what it is. But, like, come April, man, you got to play every game if y'all if y'all want to have any types of playoff success. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think they just – I don't think they have it in them at this point, but – you know, um, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I see what you're saying. I just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to see a, a larger sample size. I do too. But it, it was one play in particular. He had a wide open dunk, and I mean, he he couldn't even lift. He couldn't even lift. So he up fake, and then he just went up with a layup. I mean, which was a smart play. But even he, even off that, like first pump fake he had two defenders in the air so he was wide open to just add some extra umph into the dunk but he just laid it up like yeah yeah i'm just trying to play it safe guys so uh i'm gonna keep my eye on that man i'm I'm definitely gonna keep an, an eye on anthony davis this year because the lakers success falls on him not lebron LeBron gonna do his thing, you know. He's gonna put up his twenty a game or whatever. He's trying to chase that whole, uh, you know, record with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Which, by the way, I got a award for LeBron James later. But yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Davis don't look good to me. But we'll see. Season starts. They play the Warriors on Tuesday for the home opener. Uh, 
No, no, no. They're going to be in Golden State, actually, for that one. Because this is going to be ring night. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be ring night. Which, are you surprised? Are you shocked that, that Draymond didn't get suspended? I am a little shocked. I am a little shocked. I understand they they made this announcement like it was going to be handled internally when the reports came out, but then the video came out. And it's it's kind of like the Ray Rice thing. It's like mm-hmm. it was being handled, but then the video dropped. Okay, now we got to handle it different because there's a video now. So I am a little shocked. Like, he's probably going to have to pay a fine to the league or something, I, I would guess in addition to whatever the Warriors do. But, like, suspending him for preseason games ain't really a punishment. No. Do you think the league steps in and punishes and, and, and suspends him for the first game? Well, they if they're going to do that, they should have made that announcement already. The regular season starts on the 19th, so. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I was shocked at that one, too. I think... I heard the reason why is possibly because Kurt didn't want Draymond to miss out on rain night. Okay, well, um, I don't know, man. Which, honestly, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, the man helped y'all win a championship last year. Uh, I mean, Jordan Poole is all right. He out there still putting up highlight rounds in the preseason. He, he seemed like he bounced back. He, you know, not saying that he still ain't gonna have hard feelings for what happened to him. Uh, it's still gonna be awkward, but you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that reason. If he, you know, wants the man to get his ring, you know. Yeah, yeah. The question is, is he gonna get booed while he's getting his ring by Golden State fans? Man, that's that'd be interesting to see. I gotta ask my uh, shout out to Money in the Banks, man. I gotta ask him. I, I gotta get his take on it. He's from Go. He's from San Francisco, so uh, he's a big oh, Golden State warrior. Shout out man. to him, man. Shout out to the Bay. Period. Yeah, yeah, big time. I would love to get his thoughts on that. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be watching that closely on uh, TNT. By the way. Big double header coming up. All my NBA fans out there, Shaq, Chuck, Ernie, Kenny is back, and uh, they're gonna be back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, man. I'm so su- I'm super excited. 76ers and Celtics. Yeah. I wish they could have picked a better Eastern Conference matchup. I don't know. That's a good one, man. That you like is that a good one. I do like that one. I do like that one because they they were the predictive. You know, I'm not gonna say one and two C, but two and three C. Okay, all right, I guess. Uh, I'm just, uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for the Celtics because you know you got all this the dope stuff going on, so that's definitely gonna make for headlines. Then you got James Harden, who's a headline himself. Joel Embiid is a headline himself, so it makes sense. It makes sense to have those two teams. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna definitely watch. Shoot, yeah, yeah, Six I'm watch too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign yeah, me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Hey, Maxie's a beast, dude. That dude. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That, that boy can play. 
uh, and then Lakers and Warriors is the last game. So it's, that's that's going to be the doubleheader for Tuesday. And then the uh, yeah, Warriors. is that that's the late game, right? Yeah, that's the late game. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch the highlights. I'm probably gonna. I probably that. will watch the ceremony to start off, and then I'm gonna fall asleep because I never can stay up for Warriors games, man. Yeah, all those West Coast games. Uh, the Bulls open up on the road against the Heat, and it leads to my next "Would you be shocked?" question. Um, would you be surprised, or would you be shocked if the Bulls are better than we anticipated? I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Um, I'm not as high on the on the on the uh, Andre Drummond or Goran Dragic uh, acquisitions. Um, I don't think the Bulls got better or worse. I think they just kind of went sideways. And yeah, I saw Andre Drummond sink three threes in a preseason game. <laughs> but is he, is he going to be doing that against elite teams in the regular season? No. He looking like Brother Weathers, Weathers be hitting them threes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw how he took, he took his time with it too? Yeah. <laughs> he like that old, he like that old 65 year old brother that show up to the gym play with the brothers and he, he just pulling up from three the whole game you know like like and when nobody guarding him you know what i mean no. <laughs> <laughs> looking like keep right out there <laughs> keep right <laughs> shoot, shoot threes man, you play, like, he, man he was I pulling know. up he was pulling up like brother cog shell man <laughs> R.I.P. man, R.I.P. to Brother Cocktail, man. R.I.P. to the God, man. I actually got a good story about Brother Cocktail. I will share it in the next episode, though. Brother Cocktail was the real one, man. Oh yeah, he was a real one, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, man. I, I would be surprised if the Bulls end up being better than anticipated. Um, you know, they I like that rookie they got. Uh he he's he's nice. Um Dalen uh what's a, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. I'm about to get killed in the uh in the reactions. What's this dude? Dalen Terry. That's his name. Dalen Terry. He he if if you know, I don't know if Billy Donovan's gonna play him a lot, but you know, he's a hustler, man. I really like him. But the question, here's the real question about the Bulls. Patrick Williams, bro. How does fool get demoted out of the starting lineup? Wait, who did he get demoted for? Uh, DeJounte Green. Or Devontae Green. Uh, well, Devontae Green ain't bad. I, he, he actually... Impressed me, and didn't, doesn't Patrick Williams isn't he been having some like issues staying healthy? Well, he's healthy this year. Is he okay? Okay, I thought he was yeah. on and off the injury list or something, if I recall correctly. Uh uh-uh. no, no, no. He's been playing, man. He's been playing, and you know that first game against the Pelicans, he looked it. He looked it like trash, and then I guess Billy Donovan saw enough and and put. Green in and Green's been balling. Yeah, I was gonna say Green ain't bad though. I love Green. I I think he he he's missed everything, man. Yeah, Green ain't bad. So I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at it. I ain't mad at it either. Maybe 
maybe it'd be a good thing for Patrick Williams. That make him play hard coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. So it is what it is. Up next, we got five teams that we might have questions about. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave the floor to you. I got, I got my. I don't have five, but I got four. But go ahead. Okay. okay let's see if there's any overlap. Okay. Um, if if there is, you just you just call it out. Okay. Um, number five on my list for most confusing team, the Mavericks. <laughs> and it's not so much what the Mavericks haven't done or failed to do. It's more about the West getting better. It's more about the Nuggets getting healthy, the Clippers getting healthy, and to a certain extent, to a, <laughs> I don't know how much of a factor this is, to a certain extent, Golden State getting their swagger back. So I don't know, man. Sometimes the, the, the Mavericks look, they look like world beaters sometimes. And then other times it's just like, okay, they need, they need better wings. They, they seem to have a, a, a solid center and um, who did they just pick up? Uh, Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Christian Wood. You know, I don't know how he's going to do in that system. You know, I don't know how Jason Kidd is going to going to integrate him. But if he can reach his full potential, like if we thought he was going to do with Houston, they could be a factor. But I don't know. I just got a lot of questions around the Mavericks. I just think they're like. One, possibly two players short of a championship squad. I know Luke was going to ball out, but they just, I don't know, man. They confuse me. It's like one year they underperform, then next year they overperform. And it's just like, I don't, I, I never know what's, what it's going to be with them. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I mean, I, I like the Mavericks a little bit more than you do. Um, Shout out to Finney Smith, who looks like uh, somebody that be in the background in a Griselda video. Uh, <laughs> just just standing there looking hard while, uh, you know, <laughs> West Side Guns like, hey, yo. <laughs> Why do they always got to do that in, in hip hop videos? Why do they always got to cut to like a dude? Do they, they just tell cats to just like hey man look as hard as you can hey, you know man, stand right there just look hard yeah yeah and just we'll zoom the camera on you we'll fi- we'll figure it out when we edit the video whether we're gonna add your your mean face you know what i mean like oh and, and here's a blunt man smoke a blunt and blow the blow the smoke up towards your face so you know the slow motion can capture it it's the modern day what they do right <laughs> <laughs> We we need to make a video like that. <laughs> just have some just have some uh, instant sticks, burn them boys up, make and, it seem uh, like get us get us some money phones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They need to do a what they do twenty twenty two version. That, but you know what? That would be a great idea because yeah, it's it, it's about that time. It's about that time. But yeah, are the Mavericks? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Are the Mavericks on your list? Uh, The Mavericks are not on my list. So yeah, man. All right. My number four most confusing team, the Phoenix Suns. I mean, for obvious reasons, Um, they got drama with uh, uh, Crowder wanting to be traded. They got this weird energy around the DeAndre Ayton situation. You you know, he got accidentally announced at the Denver Nuggets game. 
Nah. Yeah, they were announcing. Uh, I guess DeAndre Jordan was in the lineup, in the starting lineup, and so they announced him at the starting lineup. But the announcer said Aiden instead of Jordan. Wow, wow. DeAndre Jordan's with the Nuggets now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yes. They signed his corpse. Okay, that's that's interesting. Um, I think they probably just need a big man for the for for the second unit. But anyway, the they Hawks. Kept cousins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Suns. The Suns. Um, you know, drama, drama, man. With with two of your five starters, that's not good, man. And it's like the 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 sky is the limit with the Suns, man. It's like we know this, but like. I don't know, man. I just don't believe in them as a team anymore, man. I, I think they're going to try to find some way to wet the bed. I think because because wasn't all this wasn't all this like stemming from I think it was Jay Crowder upset because his name was involved in trade talks when Kevin Durant like, yeah. said he wanted to. It's like, bro, yeah. get over yourself. You Jay Crowder. He Kevin Durant. No crap. Your name came up. Who who you think they was going to trade? Devin Booker? Chris Paul? So it's like they confuse me because I know they're gonna be good, but they're they're not gonna they're not gonna be what they can be, you know. And it's like you wanna you wanna earn your keep, you wanna show that you know you don't you should not be traded. Ball out, ball out. You've been to the finals, bro. Yeah. And it's like and DeAndre Ayton, it's like I have to keep reminding myself how young he is because it's like you see this big old swole hairy Negro, and it's like bro. You should have better control over your emotions, man. Like, like, why are you why are you airing out like what could potentially be a sensitive situation between you and your coach to the media? Right. You're just a big sensitive dude, but the songs confuse me, man, because they they have all the potential in the world, but like I they, I think they're just gonna be mired in drama. So I don't know I don't know what's gonna win out their talent or their drama. Number three, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the Atlanta Hawks got a reality check uh, last year. You know, I know they picked up DeJounte Murray, um, which was a good acquisition. But they got to they got to perform, man. They got to perform. You know, um, they, they seem like they have the potential. Their ceiling is like maybe like a four or five seed in the East. But who knows, man? It's like, okay, y'all have been a four seed before. Can y'all go above that? You got one of the best shooters in the league. You know, you got a lot of young, talented players. The pieces seem to fit. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. They, 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 these teams confuse me because they, they, they have all this, to me, this unfulfilled potential. Yeah. You know, and on paper, they should be good. Or what, what was the Suns or the Hawks on your list? Uh, the Sun actually, the Suns was a team that I was thinking about, so I did that. That rounded off to my fifth team. Okay, the yeah, number two. Okay, okay, the number two team, confusing team to me. Uh, and this is this might be a shocker. The Grizzlies. Hmm. I say that because, in my opinion, they underperformed last year. Um. Well, I take that back. They ran up against Golden State in the second round, correct? Yeah. 
Okay, so that's what it was. I thought I thought they were they were going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Um, the same. This, I, I'm confused about the Grizzlies for the same reason I'm confused about the Mavericks. The Nuggets and the Clippers have gotten better. Or we expect them to be better. I put it that way. And I don't know where they're going to fall. You know, in in the whole grand scheme of the Western Conference, um, they're still very young. You know, there's talks about. Uh, who was it? Who was it? Was it Dylan Brooks who wanted a payday? Or well, whose contract Bain is about to? Uh, Desmond Bain. Well, no. Desmond Bain. He's still. Is this Desmond Bain? I think it was Desmond Bain. Okay. But yeah, yeah, the Grizzlies. I I, I think they're going to be good, man. I think they're going to be rocking again. But I just don't know where they're going to fall with with how the West, this new Western Conference is going to be looking like. They, they kind of confuse me a bit, you know, it's like, OK, y'all's ceiling so far is a second round appearance. I just I just hope they don't end up being like the Clippers were in the, in the early uh, 20 teens. Yeah, well, they were always in the mix, but they, like, right. They're always in the mix, but they, they they never could get out the second round. Yeah. And then my number one confusing team, we already talked about them, the Chicago Bulls. Um. What's going on with with Lonzo Ball? What's going on with um, you know? You brought up the Pope Patrick Williams situation. Is is Andre Drummond actually going to be able to do anything and and contribute to the win shares? Same thing with Goran Dragic. Um, you know, is Demar Derozan still going to be a beast? Or is he going to lose a step? You know, is is Zach Levine gonna 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 take a leap? I am very confused about the Bulls. They they were the team I was most confused about their seating when we did our seating predictions. Because I couldn't justify putting them higher than four, but putting them at like seven or eight was seen kind of disrespectful. <laughs> I which I did. I think I put them at six at the end of the I day. Think I had but, them at seven. Um. Yeah, the Bulls are confusing. You know, is Billy Donovan actually a good coach? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of question marks around the Bulls right now. So they are my number one confusing team. Okay. Okay. Or the like team that. I have the most questions about. I like that list. I like that list. I'm more concerned about Zach Levine, man. Like, I need to see, I need to see this man just take over this team, man. Like, Stop sitting in the background, Demar Derozan. Just, just, just do it, man. You got, you got the contract you you been wanting. Just, just go out there and do your thing, man. Like we don't need to see you in like twenty four points one game and sixteen points the next game. I, I, I want to see consistency from from Zach. And so uh, that's that's the one thing that I'm I'm concerned about. That and the fact that the Bulls still don't have a shot blocker. Well, hopefully, hopefully DeAndre Drummond can be that. Hopefully, I'm not relying on that though. He's gonna get some rebounds. He's gonna rebound his butt off. But I ain't. I don't know about that rim to rim protection, man. We go up against a lot of these teams with these centers in the East. You know, we always tend to struggle with those type of teams. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, mine's again is similar to yours. Uh, the signs, um, I, I, I have to, I got the Pacers. Mm. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm confused by what they really want to do with this franchise because you keep hearing the Pacers come up in trade talks with the Lakers trying to get Westbrook. And it's like, why would I'm you want asking, that? Huh? I said, why would you want that? That's what I was about to say. Like, why would you, why, why? You just did a blockbuster trade with the Sacramento Kings where you literally gave up at almost everybody in exchange for a bunch of like rookies and two-year players and you, now you're going after Westbrook? Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you want Westbrook if you're, if you're the Pacers? So uh, that's that's mine. Uh, my next one is the Blazers. Uh, I don't know what the Blazers are trying to do. I don't even know what Daniel Lillard is trying to do. But, well, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to stay loyal. But I don't see anything around the Blazers that says playoffs, even a play-in. Like, I don't either. I don't either. I, I, I just, I just, I hate to see Dane Lillard's career come down to this point where he's basically at a stalemate with a team and an organization that you know really can't build a team around him and I, I honestly I felt like they I, I, I understand Damian Lillard wants to be loyal and everything but man I, I just feel like Dame should have just you know it's not like Milwaukee where Giannis you know he, he said I'm gonna stick it out with the organization but at least Milwaukee was building a good team around him in the process to make him believe that it's still a possibility for him to win a title and these are two different players like Giannis is a dominant force yeah and they went they jumped from being a seven seed to a two seed in one year if you recall right. Um, whereas with the Blazers, it's like, all right, one year we the seven seed, next year we had a playing team, next year we the eighth seed. You know what I mean? It's like next year we are, they are three. They'll they'll surprise you and get a third seed or, or uh, get to the conference finals. Even that, that hasn't happened in a while with the Blazers. Last time it happened with the Blazers was when they they put all they put they basically the year of the the. The shot that broke up the uh, thunder. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've been hovering around like core ever since. Right, because that was the same year they made it to. Yeah, like you said, it was the same year they made it to the conference finals when he hit that shot. But yeah, man, like it, it's almost like the Philadelphia 76ers from the early 2000s, where you know Iverson, you know, it was Iverson. And nothing else around them. And they were making deep playoff runs, but they really couldn't build a team to help Iverson get over that hump. And we're seeing it again with Damian Lillard. And honestly, you can make the argument Damian Lillard had better teams in the beginning of his career. And they still couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he ain't got. They definitely don't got that now. Can you imagine had Brandon Roy had not gotten hurt? <sighs> they they would 
and you get was he was wait a minute was 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 Lillard on the squad when they got over? Lillard was was he on the squad when they got Odin? No, they got Odin in old. I thought it was 2007 when they got Greg Oden. I'm looking it oh. up now. But I don't, I don't think. And, and correction from earlier, Javante Green is actually a man's name from the Bulls. I said I didn't gave his man a Jodeci name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Greg uh, Oden. Oh, man. Oh my computer don't shut down looking up Greg Oden. Uh, <laughs> your, your, your computer gonna pull a hamstring. <laughs> yeah, he was drafted in 07, yeah. Okay. Yeah, him and KD was one and two. And Lillard was drafted when? So Damian Lillard, I think, was drafted in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Okay. I'm pulling that up now. Okay, oh, so Oden was. 2012. Okay, so Odin was long gone by then. Okay, Odin was still around, but he wasn't around because <laughs> I think that was towards the end of his contract, and the Blazers decided to part ways and let him let him walk. <laughs> if, he walk. <laughs> if he could walk, if he could. Uh yeah, because in 2000, they had to wheel him out. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, all right, there's the door. Here's the ramp. <laughs> yep, same same ramp that that Sam Bowie let once legendary went down. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. The Blazers confuse me. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, the Lakers confuse me too. We already talked about that, and um, yeah, I, I I like. Was that four? Yeah, that was four. Yeah, that was four. And then, uh, last but not least, I am very, very, I, don't, I ain't going to say confused, but I'm very curious as to how the Boston Celtics season is going to end up. I, I, I'm just, I don't know what to expect from this team. They, they could be an uh, inspirational story, or it could be one of those, yeah. Uh, Mayor Doka stuff. She look at the Celtics now. They're trash. You know, it, it could, it could go. It could be a disastrous turn. It could take a disastrous turn for for Boston. So I don't know. I'm just I, I don't know what to expect from them, man. I'm a little nervous about the Celtics this year. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I still think they're gonna be good though. Like, dude, dude everyone can't, seems to keep forgetting that they picked up. Um, uh, what's his name? Homie from Indiana. Um, oh, Brogdon. Brogdon, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not high on him. Really? I'm not high on him. Unpopular opinion. I'm not high on him. <laughs> I'm just not. And then did you hear the the you you did you hear the story that uh that 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 Marcus Smart wasn't happy with that move? I did hear that. I did hear that. I mean, obviously, they put both play the same position, so. Right. Um, hey, man, deal with it, Marcus Smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mailbag time, man. You got any mailbag questions for us? I, I do, but it's more of a poll. 
Um, okay. I was curious for our listeners, you know, who who are who are J Dubs as well. Do you send your kids to school on Halloween? I am Wayne. I I, I usually do with my son. He's nine now. He's a fourth grader. But this year, I'm kind of weighing just letting him skip a day that day. Hmm. What do you think, Rodney? I, I know you're not a parent, but like... I'm not a parent, but I got my meeting tonight, and I can ask some questions. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to hear the feedback, man. Yeah, I can ask a few parents and see what they say. A lot of kids that... I know a lot of witness kids that be like, I don't want to go anyway. And the parents be like, okay with it, but... And in Burbank, I don't know, the parents are a little bit more lenient. So it's not one of those, oh no, you're gonna go to school. No, this is more, oh, you okay, you can stay home. Well, you know, times have changed. When we were in school, Rodney, Halloween wasn't a big deal. It was like they passed out candy on Valentine's Day, they passed out candy on Halloween. And that was pretty much it. Like, you know, you, you would pass out candy, but it wasn't like the whole school was like sponsoring a Halloween party. You know what I mean? All right, we're going to do a trunk or treat. And then like, we're going to have three vans full of candy pull up in front of the school, pop the trunk. And then everybody come grab your Halloween candy and start jumping up and down sharing candy and stuff. Like it's, it's totally different from when we were in school. Like they go full full Monty with the Halloween celebrations and and other celebrations as well so it's it's you know for a witness kid it could be it could be very potentially isolating it's not like all right they gonna pass out this candy you see I would just take the candy and then just eat it the next day but like you know you got kids showing up in, in in costume you got parties that the whole school is involved with you know what I'm saying so yeah that could be very isolating you know it's like you telling a, a nine-year-old kid okay you got to sit in a computer lab for six hours while the rest of the school <laughs> celebrate right. you know ha- halloween it's just like you know and see my son he 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 acts out when he when stuff bothers him you know what i mean so it's like i'm not trying to make you know force them to do something or sit through something that's going to snowball into a bigger thing and i was just curious what other witness parents do okay okay yeah man uh yeah i have no dog in this fight at all so i'm definitely gonna just have to ask like parents at 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 the meeting tonight just to just see what see what they say yeah 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 ask them what would you do as a kid right <laughs> I got a quick story time though. Oh no no real quick, Rodney. What did you do as a kid? I'm just curious. Oh man, I don't even remember, man. I uh I did like in high school you went you still went to school. Um when I was at Hearst, I would I would go because you know it's gonna be like a huge egg fight in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened in my sophomore year, I was mad because I had six period lunch. And you never know which is fourth period, fifth period, and sixth period for lunch. So I was mad because I knew there was talks of a huge egg fight that was gonna happen. 
And I'm like, but I didn't know, they didn't say which period it was gonna be. So <laughs> fourth period, you know, have had class and everything. Fourth period is over. Fifth period, I'm going to my next class. On my way to my next class, dude, police are in, are like police and security are like dragging kids out of the lunchroom. One of the dudes had eggs all over him. <laughs> A fight broke out. These dudes got escorted out. Somebody ended up getting expelled from the school. Dang. It was crazy. And <laughs> like they had they ended up canceling six period lunch. And they was like, oh, you're gonna have to go to y'all. And we didn't have open, like, you know, uh, I don't know, some schools had had it where, you know, they allow students to go somewhere, you know, go outdoors for lunch during lunch period, but not at Hearst. Hearst wasn't having that. They ain't want, you know, they had metal detectors. They ain't want nobody bringing in, you know, coming back to take care of some business with a weapon or anything. But they kept us in the school and they told us, uh, we, you know, cafeteria is closed. You're just gonna have to go to the library or just hang out in the hallway. Dang. During six period lunch. I was so mad, dude. I think I was more mad that I missed the egg fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grammar school is ain't that or that evolved with it. So I was just curious, like what you did at grammar school. I think grammar school, I didn't go. I don't think I went, yeah. you know, and sometimes I don't know. Sometimes Halloween didn't fall. Like I used to love when Halloween didn't fall on a particular school day. But sometimes they'll do it early. Like say if Halloween fall on a Saturday or something. Okay. They'll do it Friday. And that fooled me because I went to school thinking that it was a regular school day and everybody had costumes on. And I was mad. <laughs> so it could get a little tricky it could get a little tricky but yeah I, I didn't I always try to tell my mom can I ask my mom can I stay home I remember that and she'll let me stay home okay okay and then it got to that point where you get to 7th or 8th grade and you get a little older and you get that talk but you know uh, you should be old enough to, to speak up for yourself for, for, for Jehovah and you, you can't say because my, my parents don't want me to celebrate or to be a holiday. You got to say it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I do. I was being I was I was told that like early, early, like kindergarten and first grade. I was having to do that. But like the kids didn't really understand that the teachers did, but the kids didn't understand. So they would just give me candy anyway. Like, oh, well, Ian, I bought this candy for you. See, it's got your name on it. So I would just take it, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll wait till the next day to eat it, you know? <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I was just curious. I was just curious. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. But yeah, this is different, man. We talking 30 years ago. So, you know, things have changed since. Yeah, the a, lot, a lot. You know, the ways to, of how, of how, parents parent have changed especially according to our group chat a couple of nights ago but <laughs> <laughs> oh man i didn't i didn't mean to kill the group chat man it's like like i just you know i'm i'm, I'm in a different headspace with that 
because uh, one of my own experiences with my son versus my experiences with my parents. And honestly, reading a book or two on it, it, it will educate you. Like there's a really good book by Stacey Patton. Uh, she's this black author about I forgot the name of it. I think it's called Spanking Won't Save Black America. But it's a really good book based on a lot of research and and her own personal experiences about that. Because if you do the research, it's like physical punishment on kids. That was not that was not something that originated in Africa. That didn't start till we got over here. And it was associated with something very specific. So do the, just do the research, you know, on your own. I'm not trying to, you know, shame anybody for what they do. You know, I'm just saying what I how I felt, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I was late. I, I couldn't say anything because, you know, what was funny, though. You know, what was funny. <laughs> I did something interesting with the group chat. So because I had just got off work, you know, I was at work. I was cutting somebody while I was having that big you know, back and forth about the Ben Gordon stuff. And uh, for those who don't know, Ben Gordon, I guess, assaulted his kid or something like that in the airport. Or like that. So uh, <laughs> ben, ben Gordon's been losing his marbles, honestly, before this thing even happened. That's uh, another, And that's another factor, too. It's not like, oh, shame on them for shaming him for how he disciplined his kid it's there's some other stuff going on there i mean look at the look at the dang picture they shared of ben gordon in the article like like you see how muscled up this dude is and you tell yeah, me he's huge you telling me he struck a 10 year old and, and oh, shame on them for reporting him like you know if you're getting locked up for you know disciplining your no no nobody's getting locked up because they popped their kid in the parking lot they're getting they're getting an investigation because they popped their kid in the parking lot and that investigation might turn up some other stuff right then they'll get locked up but nobody's getting locked up because they popped their kid once no no now statistically black and brown people have their children taken away from them at way higher rates than their white counterparts but that's another topic on another day i ain't even gonna get into all that and technically, you can still whoop your kids. You just, according to the law, as far as DCFS is concerned, as long as there are no abrasions or bruises, and you know, it looks like it's something where it's you use just, the tool. You use, yeah, yeah. You use the implement on them, right? Yeah. Like sp spanking is one thing, but beating people with extension cords and all of that and right. rulers it's like that's that's different and what are you beating them for like are you beating them because they they really cut up or are you beating them because they got a, a d on their report card right but yeah yeah i i didn't get a chance to jump in on that because i was still cutting hair but when i got off um i was driving home and i don't know if you ever used airplay on um like I got Apple got this thing was called AirPlay where it connects to your uh, radio. And this is my wife's car. She's got the, the little monitor, you know, radio where you could see the, the Google map and all that stuff. Right. And you could actually answer phone calls through it and everything. Right. So I kind of experiment. I didn't know it was going to do this, but I hit the message. Uh, icon because it comes up like 
like your apps on your phone, it, it has that option where it looks exactly like what's on your phone. It kind of mirrors it. Okay. So I tapped our conversation in the group chat and it the radio actually read the whole conversation back to me. Oh, that's ill. In a in a female voice. Bro, you talk about somebody, dude. I was in it, I was in the car in tears laughing, bro. That's dope. <laughs> it is dope. It is dope. But it was funny because <laughs> there were some N-words being spewed and <laughs> probably probably by me. And she was saying them. And it, it just it dude, I was in tears laughing, man. I was like, man, I did not know. I found out about this feature by accident, you know? But <laughs> it, it made my day. That's hilarious. So I I didn't even know that option happened, but yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Also, one more thing in relation to Halloween, real quick. I'm not gonna go too too long about this. Um, but one time I did um I was doing Metropolitan Witnessing, and it was during Halloween, and we had to go downtown, and I wore orange shirt. <laughs> and a black tie and a suit. What? And my wife was like, "You wearing that on Halloween?" I'm like, "I ain't celebrating Halloween, but you know, I just, I just threw this on. It's too late now. I'm fully dressed. I ain't about to change clothes." She's like, "All right, don't be surprised if somebody celebrating Halloween." <laughs> yeah, so she said, "Don't be surprised if somebody come up to you talk about some Happy Halloween." I'm like, "Okay, we'll see." So we at the carts. We did, a, we did an eight hour ship. Oh wow. We at, we at the carts. I ain't getting out one. I ain't getting out one happy Halloween, right? So we we on our way home. You know, we get off the train, we get in the car, you know, we have to stop at Aldi's. So I go to Aldi's, I'm in line, and, and there's this black lady right behind me. Now I went Aldi's, it was Dollar Tree. We went to Dollar Tree. Leia is a black lady behind me and she looked like that chick that uh that got famous for saying ain't nobody got time for that go oh, wow <laughs> she kind of looked like her and so she was like "Ooh, i see you in the holiday spirit <laughs> wow. in front of my wife wow we got in the car Man, my wife was cracking up. <laughs> right, was out in an orange shirt and a black tie. <laughs> you might as well have like a jack-o'-lantern tie on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was hilarious, dude. It was hilarious. I I, it, I couldn't say nothing, man. I was like, yeah, yeah. You told me so. Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yep, but uh, before we get into, <laughs> before we get into our second segment, man, we gonna take a commercial break. All right, let's do it. Traveling can be tough, especially if you find it hard to sleep in a strange room. You've tried white noise machines, but they just don't work. That's why Sharper Image created the iSleep Pro. 
the iSleep Pro not only has a setting for white noise, but also one for black noise. Now you can hear the soothing sounds you're used to. Sounds like muffled Tyler Perry sitcoms. What if it comes in? What if it comes in? I wish that fool would come in here. An old lady complaining about foot problems through the wall. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Can't even walk on it no more. Bass. <laughs> Domestic arguments. I told you, I don't know Ronnie. You lie. And the movie Friday. You think he's playing with you? Man, that fool ain't gonna do nothing. So you can get the rest you need and be ready to take on the world. I Sleep Pro. Get the sleep you need. All right, we back. All right, all right. Uh, we got the music table discussion back at it. And uh, of course, this year, I, I'd be remiss, man, if I didn't talk about this on our show. Kind of late to the party on this. But uh, this year marks, what, the 50 year anniversary of hip hop, man. And since I got the legendary, now legendary podcast host, uh, <laughs> in 200 episodes in, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, it'd be only right if I... 203 now. 203, yeah. And counting. And counting, man. So, uh, just wanted to talk to you about it, man. 50-year anniversary. Had a couple of questions I wanted to throw at you. Uh, what what do you think this means for music, man, as far as hip-hop, you know, basically achieving this milestone? Well, let me first of all say that that, you know, for a lot of us who, you know, take it seriously and, and have done the research and even participated in the culture, you know, th this is this is pretty much the 50th anniversary of the culture being coined hip hop, uh, that, that phrase, um, because the first hip hop record on wax actually did not occur till 1979. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The, the, the seeds were getting planted, you know, well before them. Uh, particularly with b-boys and graffiti writers <clears throat> and DJs um, it's interesting because the emceeing was kind of like the last element to come into fruition and uh, that's the most popular element these days so it, it is a milestone most definitely you know and it's it's the it's 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 more than just a genre of music it, it is indeed a culture for people who uh, have been divorced from their native culture and you know and brought over to here and you know we're, we're doing pretty good musically and every form of american music that's worth listening to you know originated with black americans and the the, the social factors that go into it that that created hip-hop you know i want to encourage everybody to do your research on you know back in the day it wasn't uncommon for black people to have a piano in their in their house or some uh, a drum set or guitars I remember my grandmother had an organ in her living room as far back as I can remember. But um, after a while, uh, due to social constraints, economic constraints, money being pulled out of school system, the arts become became defunded in, in uh, densely populated and black areas. And next thing you know, we didn't have access to instruments, nor the money to learn them. So we took the turntable and the records of the past and we created new music from that and created something out of nothing. So it's a to me, hip hop is a testament to creativity. It's a testament to, you know, creating something out of nothing. 
And it's a testament to, to resiliency of our people. And for me, it's deeper than just, it, it's deeper than rap. So, <laughs> you know, to, to coin a phrase. <laughs> That's um, what Jamil said last night. You know, it's, 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 it means a lot to me personally because it, 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 it it's helped form my identity. It's helped me even with like my own self-expression. Uh, it, it, it's given me a culture to belong to. Um, so it, it, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. I mean, you could tell by listening to my show, but there would be no vibes and stuff without hip hop, you know? How did you get introduced uh, to hip hop? The music or the culture? Both. The music, <laughs> it's funny. The music, the first hip hop song I ever remember hearing was a Fat Boy song. This had to have been around 87, 88. Was it one of the Crush Groove movies? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. I was at a friend's house. I was still living in North Carolina at the time. <clears throat> and I was at a friend's house. And the video came on the t- you know, on TV. And I remember just I don't even remember what the song was, but I do remember the video where they were all they were all blown up and their bodies were expanded. Yeah, but like I remember that video. Um, I, the sound to me was just so I, I couldn't even describe it. It was just so different from every every other music that I had heard from that point. And you know, I just wanted to hear more. I just wanted to hear more. Like I remember being five, six years old and like scanning every radio station back when you had a radio just to find who was playing rap. Because yeah. that's how much I loved it. I was a fiend for it. Now, my first exposure to the culture probably came a little bit before that when I saw some graffiti. And I had probably seen graffiti before as a young child, but never really paid attention to it. But this particular graffiti piece had the character Garfield spray painted on it. And it would just re- look really cool. And I was like, man, I didn't know you could do that with graffiti. Like, paint cartoon characters and stuff. So that also awoke something in me where I... um I wanted to gravitate toward graffiti. Like I always was a fan of drawing, but I didn't really find my 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 own form of style and self-expression until I got into hip hop and got into graffiti art. And with graffiti art, people think it's just writing letters all confusingly, you know, but it's more than that. It's a it's a map. It's a it's a mosaic. It's it's you know, you can integrate other classic forms of art into graffiti, you know, if you got the talent to. And uh, that's that's always stuck with me. I, I still do it to this day. Man, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I uh, I was introduced to hip hop uh, and the culture separately as well. Um, the music side of it is, you know, my stepfather, you know, was heavy into like gangster rap um too short was one of his favorite artists oh wow and yeah that's all he would bump uh, <laughs> so picking me up from school was an adventure uh learned uh, a lot about the birds and the bees <laughs> sorry, Mom, if listening to this podcast right now um sorry that's where I learned the birds and the bees from the wrong way. Uh, it's through Too Short. Um, so shout out to him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, 
he was a huge Too Short fan. And, you know, it was just like, it wasn't necessarily, I, you know, I knew I wasn't supposed to be listening to this as a kid. And, but at the same time, his voice control, the way he rapped words together, what was, I was just like, man, you know, it, it I, I was, I was, I was loving it. I was kind of loving it, you know, just, you know, this is nice. So then, but I really never like, it, it really never like sucked me in at the time. Cause it was like my dad's music, you know how it is, you know, it's mm, your parents okay. music, you know? Right. So, it, for me, it was different because neither one of my parents listened to hip hop. They forbade it. They, they, they had, they had no respect for it. My mom has a little bit more respect for it now. My dad never learned to respect it, but like um, that was the other thing. My mom listened to rock, and then my dad listened to jazz and funk and stuff. So, yeah, hip hop was it was also this forbidden thing, which made me want it even more. Side note, me too. Side note: the show in Living Color also did a lot to quench my thirst for hip hop. And and motivate me to learn more about certain artists because that was the only show, along with Arsenio, that would showcase actual hip hop acts. Because we were, as a family, we used to watch things like programs like Saturday Night Live, and you know they they had the usual pop acts come on and perform yeah. stuff, Sinead O'Connor, Bruce Springsteen, people like that. But in Living Color, had Black Sheep, they had Public Enemy, they had. Uh, right. Live called Quest, LL Cool J, Queen Latifah. So that show also did a lot to help pull me into the culture too and see, you know, who the real movers and shakers were musically. Yeah, I I uh, was introduced more long I was introduced to hip hop through the box network. Um the box net the, the music side of things, the box network just really like quench my thirst for more and that's where I got introduced to Tribe Called Quest, that's where I got introduced to Food Schnick uh, Das Effects um, Black Moon uh, I remember watching an old video I think it was Nas who featured I think it was in an old it was either an old Black Moon video main, that, I think that was main source Main source. It was main source. You're right. It was main source. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out. Hanging out. Um, where I first, you know, stumbled across Nas. And I remember watching that video, like, just like, man, dude, I think uh, this Nas dude right here, like, main source is nice, but uh, <laughs> this Nas might have something going for him. And, yeah, man. He was the heir apparent, man, after yeah. that after that song it's 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 crazy man because it's like i wish i had a way cooler story like the first rap record i heard i wish it was somebody cool like main source or tribe but no it was the fat boys <laughs> <laughs> hey i i mean yeah I, and it's it mine was kind of weird because it was just like too short and then it went from that to tribe it's like that's a night and day type you know transition so like yeah, I, I just found myself being attracted to that style of hip hop. Leaders of the New School was still together at the time, so yeah, yeah, was, they were on uh, In Living Color, I believe. 
They was on In Living Color. Yeah, they was on In Living Color. They was on, I think they were on Arsenio Hall. I think they had a performance in there. But yeah, like I remember watching and I, to this day, I can stand by this. I watched that breakup live. I remember that Yo MTV Raps episode. I watched that live. And I remember watching it being confused. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Uh, mm. When the rounds broke up with the group. So it was just like, you know, all of that stuff. I was watching, you know, Yo MTV Raps and, and also Rap City. You know, it, it was just, I was into all of that. Uh, I, and then I would say around 90, like the end of 93 into 94, our cable got turned off. So I was like, dang it, man, I ain't, I ain't getting, I ain't getting a chance to like really get into it, you know? Mm. And then when my, my father came back into my life around that time, around 95, and I started going over his house, he had cable. So interesting fun fact, Ian, I'm, that's probably why, and you, we've always talked about Tribe, We've always talked about the difference between, you know, you you love Midnight Marauders more than you love Low End Theory. Mine's the opposite. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because around the time I would say Mid- Midnight Marauders came out, I didn't have cable anymore. Oh. And I was kind of relying on that. And so I missed a lot of the hip hop that came out around 93, 94. I had to backtrack to a lot of those albums. You know, I missed the whole, you know, Wu-Tang debut. I missed all of that. So oh, I had to, in 95, that's when I started getting introduced to Wu-Tang, but in a different sense. Rakim, I mean, not Rakim, Raekwon came out with Build for Cuban Links, you know, uh, around that time, uh, Ghostface came out with Iron Man. And it was like, man, who was these dudes? I didn't even... <laughs> just, there's a full disclosure here. I listened to those songs and albums before I even listened to, listened to Enter the 36 Chambers. I had to go backtrack because I oh, missed wow. that. I missed wow. that. Era. So, so t- tell me this: Did you have friends that were into the same music and stuff as you? You, well, you hear, yeah, but you and you hear it on the radio because I was the, I was one of those. I had a bunch of cassette tapes. I had my radio. I was one of those that would just pop in the cassette tape and just hit record and whatever I can grab, I can grab. Uh, I also would stay up at night to wait for the rap radio hour on 106 jams. And that's when they will play all the underground hip hop or the like hip hop that they don't play during the day. Um, But yeah, and I heard Cream, but I didn't realize it was Wu-Tang. I you oh, hear it on the radio, okay. but you don't realize what you're listening to until you go back and you're like, oh, snap. This is what I've been missing. This is what I was missing the last two years. I ain't had cable, you know? So I had to go back. I had to go back. Pete Rocks um, and CL Smooth album that came out in 94. Missed that. Had to go backtrack. Get that one. Uh, Far Side. I listened to their second album before I listened to their first one because I missed that. Yeah, I, I got on the far side a little late. I think I think they might have already broken up by the time I got up on them. Um, yeah. yeah, but a lot of stuff I did have to go backtrack on. Like, you know, there was stuff. Fortunately, like I had an older brother, 
you know. So by the time he was in high school in 95, he was coming home with stuff that my peers weren't up on. So like I was getting put on to stuff like Wu-Tang, like food, the Fugees, because he had other friends in his class who were also witnesses, you know, the Simpson family, shout out to them. You know, and and, and I kind of linked, you know, I would just kind of be around. And and then they they had even deeper records, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was like, it was just like, yeah, also my association was exposing me to stuff too. And and that just really got the ball rolling, you know, but I didn't catch on to, to Tribe till like Beats Rhymes in Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, By that time, but, I was, yeah. But I had to backtrack, you know, which which was fine. Like back then, it wasn't like how we view music today. Like, oh, that came out last year. That's old. It was mm-hmm. like I remember being being a sophomore and people were still talking about the purple tape. Yeah. In in 99, people were talking about the purple tape, which it came out three years prior. So it was like right. stuff just had a longer shelf life. Yeah. Like like the roots, um, organics, like that was a if you had that you was the man oh yeah oh yeah you know now you can easily access it now so um yeah man i I just as far as the culture i didn't really take into the culture of hip-hop until i i would say when i was like my senior year on into when i was in barber college and i was hanging with a lot of cats that was like you know, making albums, rappers, you know, low budget Chicago artists that never really made it. You know, you know, like those, you know, you always say, oh yeah, this cat, this dude in the street, man, he could have made it to the league, but you know, the streets. I had a lot of those dudes. I went to school with a lot of spitters, you know, at Barber College. And all we did, you know, in the middle of cutting hair for $8, we go downstairs and man turn on an instrumental pop on the instrumental and we just everybody just take turns and we playing cards like and we i'm getting put up on artists i never heard before from chicago and oh man check out this cd check out that cd you know so i was just like really deep into it at that point my cd collection was was insane at that point it was just like i'm in this i'm in this this is <laughs> this is me right here you know and i and i wasn't under the the powers of my parents of what i can and can't listen to so i had my car by the end i, I had a, my own car i was making my own money so i was like right. hey you know this this my stuff you know you can't throw this away you know what i mean so yeah yeah i got into b-boying you know and graffiti pretty early i got into graffiti first then i got into b i didn't get into b-boying and breakdancing so i actually went to Chaz. Chaz was not a arts school but it just had a lot of artsy people going there and there was this wing at a school after school every day where all the breakdancers would go to and just break and like i remember going there one day and i, I just kind of watched for like a couple days because i was cool with one cat and um and then on the third day i just decided to try some moves and i was pretty good at it and they were like okay well let me show you how to do blase blah and then that just that just opened up a whole nother door you know we we would we would go to other schools and challenge the break dancers at those schools you know what i'm saying on some like on some kung fu mess you know 
And um, we would trade Kung Fu tapes, the old like Wu-Tang movies, like from the seventies, we would trade them and watch, take them home and study the moves and incorporate the moves into the breakdancing routines from the, from the Wu-Tang movies or Kung Fu movies. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it was deep. It was, it was, a, I look back on it, man. It was, it was such a beautiful time and uh, of, of self-discovery, you know, and um, I'm thankful for it, man. I make no apologies for being in the hip hop. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. And that's why it's, it's to the stay, man. I mean, now and, and people, people who get it, get it, and people who don't, just don't. You know, and it's like, you know, you can blame it on generational things, but you know, I, I, I honestly, you know, and I not to look down on anybody's conscience or anything, but anyone who's like, who sees hip hop is like. Uh, 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 immoral thing. It's like I just feel bad for them. It's like, man, you're shutting yourself off from so much beautiful full art, you know. And because um, I know I knew people like that, man. Like I knew this one sister, man, that I was romantically interested in. She she was so, and she was my age. She was so convinced hip hop was bad. If like a R&B song came on, it had a 16 bar verse in it, she would fast forward it. And it was like, oh no, I can't be with you, like. And I have a question for that person. You probably just think I'm the devil, like Wesley Snipes. You probably think I'm the devil. <laughs> and I got a question for that person. Was like, well, you know, do you listen to poetry? You listen to somebody say yeah. some spoken word. What's yeah, that the difference? Was, it's that was the same all about. Thing. Yeah, that was all about appearance. She went on married a whirly cat in the Air Force. Oh, well, anyway, we ain't got time for that. Get off my timeline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, right, like, real Get talk, off man, my like, timeline. real talk, like, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I, I can, I could be friends with whoever. I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but I, I, I'll only form, I've only, when I think about it, I've only really formed tight relationships with people who share the same taste and love of hip hop that I do. Like, it's, it's, it's weird, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's not weird when you think about it, but like, you know, if you don't like hip hop, like, I'm probably not gonna be that tight with you or that close with you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not impersonal, but like, but it's 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 the it's similar to just interest period. Like people might have more interest in stuff like opera, right? Like yeah, you might click with another person that has the same interest. You know, sports. Like some somebody might be more into hockey and everything. I you know I'm not a big hockey fan. Uh, yeah, are we gonna click? No, not really, because he likes hockey. I like basketball. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's the same with anything else. You know, people people don't get how me and Jason are friends. You you know my my boy Jason. Yeah, uh, he's seven years older than me, and you know on our side of town, you know Jason got a reputation for being, you know, a difficult dude, and I got a reputation for being quite the opposite. And people be like, man, how do you how do you get along? How do y'all get along? And I'd be like, well, we got the same taste in music, and and Jason put me onto a lot of stuff. And like, and people just cannot fathom it. You right. know, but if I get in the car with you and you talking about you love hip hop, and then you throwing some Big Sean, and you 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 know you swinging <laughs> along and you got your hands all in the air, I'm looking at you like, yeah, I don't think you like hip hop. I don't think you like hip hop to say you the way you say you like hip hop. Yeah, uh, get him out of my timeline too. 
<laughs> you know, you throwing some Drake and you like, yeah, I love I love hip hop. Like, no, 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 you don't. No, you think man. you love it, but no, you know, that's you what <laughs> that's what the that's what society wants you to view as hip hop. That's not hip hop. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's not. You know, no, no. And that's another that's another topic for another day. I can really get real deep on that. Um, and here's the thing, you know, there are artists out there that the one thing that hip hop does, it, it, it has branched off and have become so many things. It's so many uh, avenues that you can go down when it comes to the, the, the music, you know, there's so many things that certain, so many artists have, the way they use this, this music, you know, there's so many different directions you can go and there's so many acquired tastes that you can can gravitate towards to you know you have the left field hip-hop you have the you know straightforward abstract you got the gangster you got you know it's, it's so much to choose from there is and then you have the the positive hip-hop that's out there the positive rap that's out there that you can gravitate towards to so it's not oh uh, you know i think the misconception about rap music slash hip-hop is that like people think that they categorize it into just one thing but it's really a plethora of different styles of music that you can choose from this is influenced by every every other form of music as well that's right you know that's that's the other thing but yeah you're right it's it's it gives a voice to the voiceless it gives a voice to black america and black america is not a monolith you know, we all have different varying schools of thought, opinions, musical tastes, you know what I mean? Like, so you're going to, because of that, you're going to get different hip hop, like, you know, and I can't, I can't really say that about any other genre. No, no. You know, at one point in time, all rock and rolls kind of sounded the same. At one point in time, all jazz kind of sounded the same. Now, jazz went on to evolve and you got different forms of jazz, free jazz, big band, um, you know, you know, and more conventional jazz, smooth jazz. But like similarly with hip hop, it's it's evolved and, and taken on so many different sounds and styles, you know. Uh, it's not just one thing, you know, and anyone who thinks it's one thing ain't really listening. No, no, they not. They not. Yeah. But yeah, man, I appreciate that conversation, man. Shout out to 50 years, man. And um, man, I can't, you know, can't wait to see, you know, how this thing is evolves, man. And just seeing new artists and so many new artists that are coming out doing great things. And if you guys want uh, more information on how you can find these artists, man, hey, you know, vibes and stuff is right there. Hit the subscribe, follow button. Do yes, that. sir. Thanks for the plug, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to skip one second because we kind of, you know, behind on time here. We're going to go straight to our wars. We'll come back to that one. Uh, we had a theater's face, but we're going to get to that one next week. But yeah, oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. That was a good dude, one. I can't wait to talk about this. I can't dude, wait. It was I'm so many first team, first team NBA All-Stars on that, on that lineup, man. Yes, it is. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that, man. Uh, but yeah, we got uh, some awards to give out. Starting off with the Brother Sanders side out award. You got anything? Yes, Brother Sand. The recipient of the Brother Sanders side eye award this week is Zazie Beats for her 
performance on episode three of Atlanta this past week. Uh, episode five. What? I'm sorry, episode five. I gotta get on the Atlanta bus, man. I kind of, I kind of fell off of it after the first season. Really? Yeah. I thought that would have been right up your alley. No, it is. It's not in a negative way. It's just I haven't, I haven't been able to uh, <laughs> keep up with it because I don't be watching TV like that. So I'm just, I, I, I gotta get back into it. I gotta get back into it. Yo, Zazie beats, man. Season four, episode five. I oh did, my god! I did peep the. Uh, they did do like didn't they? Did they do like a dedication to uh, MF Doom on one of the episodes? They did, but most people didn't catch it. I caught it immediately. Right, because Earl Sweatshirt was the one that did the song. Right, even, even before they played the Earl Sweatshirt snippet. Okay, I caught I caught something. Unless you were a real Doom fan, you're not going to catch it. It's in the very beginning of the episode. It's a piece of dialogue. And I caught it immediately. I said, huh, I wonder if they talking about Doom. Or right. if this is going to turn into a Doom homage. And sure enough, that's how the episode played out. But everybody didn't catch it. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. That's what's up. That's what's up. What's your thoughts on Earl Sweatshirt, by the way? Real quick. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I think I think his beats are pretty saucy sometimes, but I'm not a fan of him as a rapper. No. I did like some rap songs. But I thought that was probably his best album in my opinion. But you know, it, it's not a it's not it's not for everybody. <laughs> it's it's not shoot, it wasn't even for me, but like yeah. You know, I I know the type of kid that Earl Sweatshirt appeals to, and 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 you know, there's one of them in my congregation. You know, I'm like, okay, you you you, you young weirdo cats need somebody to listen to, and Earl Sweatshirt and Tyler the Creator and, and all of them and Hobson. You know, that's 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 how y'all rock. I'm sorry, but he's trash. I'll <laughs> Get off my timeline. All right, next, next up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Brother Sanders award. Uh, at least I thought I didn't. I'll go back to it if I do. Okay. Big Head Rico award. Big Head Rico, Nike for signing Bronny James to a deal already. Ugh. Ugh. This dude ain't played a single college or a uh, professional game yet. Y'all, y'all just handed him a deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a terrible uh, investment. He's not even that good, man. He, he's okay. Yeah, but, I, I I I heard he wasn't even the best player on his team. He's not. He's not even better than his younger brother. Oh wow. His younger brother is better. So anyway. Uh, mine's my big head Rico award. I mean, a banana at these 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 whack uh, roughing the passer calls in these NFL games, dude. This this dude. I, I anyway, I, I, ESPN covered it enough. I'm not gonna get into that rabbit hole, but y'all need to change that. Uh, up next, Essence of Otis Award. I got one. Uh, actually, I don't have one. Russell Wilson has. I mean, Russell Westbrook has one for handing Pat Bev. He handed it to Pat Bev, not joining the huddle. <laughs> yeah, I can roll with that. I can roll with that. Uh, Cuddy Award. 
My Cardi Award goes to Deion Sanders. Really? Did you see what happened over the weekend? Nah. Yo. Um, so so basically, you know, and and shout out to Deion Sanders. He's putting HBCUs back on the map. Like he's got the college program at Jackson State. And he's got their games airing on ESPN. Like he's, you know, he ended up getting a still in the top recruit from uh, these Division One schools, and you know, all the Division One schools are all salty and, and accusing Dion of paying players off and all that other stuff. But you know, Dion ended up playing a game at uh, another school's homecoming. His team's going up against another another team for their homecoming. And that other team was coached by Eddie Robinson, who used to play in the NFL around the time Dion was in the NFL. So they know each other very well. So uh, after the game, Dion's team won. After the game, he went up to Eddie Robinson to try to shake hands. And Eddie Robinson pushed him away. Oh, wow. And it almost got into a little back and forth push scuffle. So after the game Eddie Robinson goes to the media and he's talking trash about Deion Sanders and I ain't like the way he was acting before the game he was doing a lot of showboating and then he had uh you know he kept he kept trying to score points and the game is over and all that other stuff right and so Deion Sanders goes up he comes up and he's like yeah I heard everything you said and he went into this whole huge rant and it led to one of the biggest rants of the year. And uh, I this. dude, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you. It's hilarious. And it's 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 so good that they already made a song. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm gonna send you that too. <laughs> it's hilarious. But uh yeah, man. Shout out to Deion Sanders, man. Uh, for the I give him this Cuddy Award, but yeah, you got oh, my Cuddy Award. My my Cuddy Award actually went to Trey Young for scoring thirty one points in the first half. Um, I forgot who they were playing against, but he went off. Was it the Bucks? Was it the Bucks? I don't think it was the Bucks. Okay, I must have missed that then. Yeah, but he knocked them down. Whoever it was, he knocked them down a flight of stairs. Didn't he? Didn't he like? Cross between somebody's legs too on a step back. Uh, I don't recall that. But he, not to say he couldn't, he didn't do that. I, I don't. I just don't recall it. Yeah, because he crossed somebody, but went between their legs and then he stepped back and hit a three. I was like, oh my goodness, dude. Yeah, he was out there clowning. Yeah, you played yourself a war, and I and and, and I know you're gonna get into it more in depth on your show. Uh, we don't have to get into it more in depth because of time. But Kanye West, man, Eesh. take this award, bro. Take yeah. 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 You played yourself, man. Mine goes to Carl Malone. Oh, but Carl, he, he was asked to put together his 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 top five team or top five starters or whatever from his era who, who he loved to play with, and he chose Scottie Pippen over Michael Jordan. Because he said Scotty wasn't worried about, wouldn't have been worried about scoring so much. And I was like, huh, okay, well, if you had worried more about scoring, Carl Malone, maybe you'd have a ring right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Carl yeah. Malone and John Stockton, like, 
both of them are apparently just like trash human beings like oh big time big in their time. personal life did you hear about when the 13 year old chick that Carl Malone got pregnant uh-huh yeah I heard about that also heard about John Stockton not getting not getting vaccinated getting kicked out of his own college not just that without was, a mask he was talking about he had a long list of well, according to him hundreds of college athletes who died from the vaccine yeah yeah I, I heard about that nonsense too whatever john nobody coming to see you you get that award too why well, yeah i don't I, I no longer feel bad for either one of y'all no they deserve not to win a championship no nobody needs to celebrate carbalone and john stark uh milk carton award Lonzo Ball, man. What, what's going on with him? Man, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I'm I'm so... He gives me a headache. Just his name alone gives me a headache. And then you see uh, LaMelo got hurt. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yes, his name I'm, start, I'm starting to notice a trend with them. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, your, daddy, your daddy got y'all in the league and y'all got the bag. Now, now y'all about to... Just be laid up. Oh. Um, it's a shame award. Oh man. Uh it's kind of premature, but I was gonna say it's a shame what happened to Draymond Green. <laughs> I was gonna say Jordan Poole. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jordan Jordan Poole has a lot of like positive public opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of sympathy right now. Yeah. Draymond, not so much. I think people have always kind of hated Draymond, but like now they have a reason to point at him and say, yeah, he's the bad guy. Mm. You know, he Draymond Green has benefited greatly from being associated with Steph and Clay, who nobody really hates. So it's like, okay, in this scenario, he's the bulldog, he's the enforcer. You know what I mean? He's the passionate heart of the team. But I kind of don't like this guy. And now, like, everybody got... He gave everybody something to point at and be like, yeah, this is why I don't like this guy. Exactly. He's punching his own teammates. He's wilding out. For the next episode, I want to uh, get back on the LeBron hate train. Ah, okay. I'm always game for that. Uh, we, Yeah, we, we've been... You know, we, we've been um, very blasphemous, blasphemous towards, you know, Kyrie and... Kevin Durant and deservedly so. Uh, but but we we I would be remiss if um before going into this season with all the whole Kareem Abdul Jabbar stuff, you know. Oh, what was up with that? I, I I didn't get the full story on that. He basically, you know, they asked him, does he have a personal relationship with Kareem and have you talked to him about breaking the record? And he was like, no and no. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a real, like, clappy, snappy response to the reporter in regards to that. Now, I understand Kareem don't really care for LeBron either. But, you know, it's like, come on, man. Like, you're about to break this man's record. You know, the least you could do is show some type of respect. You know what I mean? I understand you might not have had a relationship with him, but you could have gave us a better answer than no and no. Wasn't wasn't um, Kareem like uh, critical of him for something? It was something else. 
Um, yeah, I know. I remember what it was. Remember back when they were making the NBA players get uh, vaccinated, mm-hmm. or they they were they were they had like the first crack at the vaccination, and LeBron was being all vague about whether or not he was going to do the take, taking the shot or not, and yeah. like Kareem kind of called him out then, and it was a couple other things I think Kareem had called him out for some social issues. I think the China thing, yeah, and um. But Kareem about that life, man. He 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 just don't talk the talk. He walks the, he walks the walk. He not no armchair activist tweeting out hashtags. Like he's done some stuff. Like right. he's he's auctioned off all all of his his championship rings, and then gave the money to charity. Yeah, and, and he didn't he didn't have to tell the whole world about it. Right, right. So like he's an activist for real, for real. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to get into um there's a there there's have you heard of the Redeem Team documentary? I did. I did. I I just I don't know why Rodney, I'm just not that interested in it. I, I feel like I, I feel like that. I feel like ever since the last dance came out, everyone's been trying to compete with that and chase and chase that. Like, oh, I, they made a doc about Jordan. Well, we going to make a doc about you know the Lakers, and we gonna make a doc about the Redeem team. Like, don't nobody want to see no doc about the re- Redeem team? At least I, I don't. I agree with that, and I agree with everything you just said. But, but the Redeem team documentary revealed a a a flaw. It revealed a flaw in the LeBron is the goat conversation. And I'm going to get into that next the next episode. What 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 streaming service is it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, but it it it, it exposed the flaw in this whole debate. And I think I already honestly, know what you're talking about. Honestly, that documentary ended the debate for good. Okay, I'm gonna check it out then. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. How long is it? Uh, I gotta look back at it. I only saw I haven't watched the documentary like in its entirety, but there were some things there were some clips from the documentary that I saw that I was like wait a minute. Okay. Alright. Okay. Got some more. We got some more weaponry. <laughs> more team. ammo. I mean, uh, <laughs> more ammo into defending Michael Jordan for being the GOAT, you know? So yeah, I want to get into that, man, because I know I know pretty soon he's gonna be coming close to breaking this record. When he breaks this record, all this blasphemy about to come out about him being the goat, and I I I don't I do not want to hear this nonsense. Mm, okay, okay. So, until next time, friends. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go, man. I gotta cut some heads, but uh. Thanks, Ian, for stopping by. For sure, for sure. Holla at them friends, man. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I really want to hear their feedback. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I definitely had a feedback for that, for sure. So, with that said, man, we'll be back. We'll see y'all on the next one. For sure. Peace. 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 Peace.